Brothers and sisters, what's up? This is the Caffeinated Saint Podcast. My name is Luke, and this is... Uh, all right. <clears throat> I don't know why my voice is, like, sounding... I sound like I'm dying, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I do, too. That's <clears throat> all good. Maybe I just got mono from, like, making out with a chick. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay yeah, let's go then. <laughs> Speaking about that, we have a topic today we're excited to talk about. LDS, or Latter-day Saint Youth... That was dating. a great intro to that, just so far yeah, <laughs> my suffering. Yeah. All right. So, what are your thoughts on Elias or Latter Day Saint youth dating? This is a broad topic. Mm-hmm. What specifically do you want to hear? I don't know. Just like first impressions. First impressions. So let's start with probably the most, um, the biggest, the elephant in the room when it comes to Elias dating is age. <clears throat> sixteen. Did what you follow you the sixteen rule? Um, I actually didn't. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, fist bump um, it right here. I didn't well, either. Here's the thing. So, um, you know, I was a 15-year-old classic nerd in high school. Um, and that was probably the same time that girls finally started to notice I existed. wouldn't say they actually noticed me, but they just kind of recognized my existence. I feel a presence. <laughs> exactly. And they mainly just used me for chemistry and math help. Oh, Anyways, sorry. long story short, um... It was the it was the one of the girls' choice dances was coming up, and um, it happened to be before my birthday, my 16th birthday. Mm. And this uh, really cute girl in my class actually asked me out to, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't go, you know, because I was you know a little LDS youth, like oh my goodness, <laughs> I can't do this. It's breaking the law of chastity. I can't go to heaven. I'm dead serious. Like I'm not even exaggerating. Um, and I told my parents, like, hey, I can't go. Like, she's really attractive, but this is Satan tempting me. <laughs> um, and my mom was like, no, you're going, <laughs> you know? Um, my dad was like, oh, yeah, you're fine. It's your decision. Yeah. My mom's like, no, you're going. You're going to the dance. Really? My parents were, like, the opposite from my sister. Really? Yeah, they were like, you can't go to, like, I can't remember if it was a school dance. Or if it, I think it may have been normal. Mm. Which was which is Mormon formal in Bakersfield, California. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It was like a month or two before her birthday. Mm. And yeah, she couldn't... They like wouldn't let her. Really? Yeah, it was a major contention in our household. Interesting. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, um, I was like, wow. I'm a rebel. Like, I'm going on a dance with a hot girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm living life on the edge, a little 15-year-old out there. Anyways, um, it has brought up actually good, you, you kind of brought up a good point though with the whole, um, your parents didn't let your younger sister do that. Yeah. Whereas my parents, and I feel like a lot of parents around here, at least in this Provo area, yeah, they kind of view dances at least, you know, they are dates. They're probably the most formal dates we actually have in our oh, culture. Um, and I mean, like you guys do the whole day date thing. Exactly. Explain that. Explain that to the non-Utah. Yeah. Guys. So first off, like at least the standard anatomy of a dance date is well, first off, you ask the person, um, blah, blah blah, they say yes. Anyways, date the day comes and they pick you up like sometime in the morning. You guys do some three-hour activity. You know, like I don't know. There's just a myriad of stuff you guys can creatively do. Um, you have your day date and then you come back. And you essentially get ready for the dance, go to dinner, take pictures, and then you go to the dance. And then after that, you have the post-dance date. Oh, gosh, I didn't hear just... about the post-dance date. No, no, yeah, it's really funny, actually, because we, uh, you know, you think you'd be dead tired at around 10 o'clock because you've been with them for 12 hours in the day. But you end up choosing somebody else's house, or even some people will choose another ven- venue. And you just go there and chill, essentially, until, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. 
At least we did. Yeah, so, um, it's a long day, to say that. That sounds exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. And that's why I was not really a big fan of it myself. I only went to, I only went to one guy's tourist dance, and it was prom. Um, my senior year prom, my junior year prom, I got rejected by five girls. Oh, Um, That's a story for another time, though. Um, anyways, so, I feel like a lot of, back to the point, I feel like a lot of parents around here, at least, view the date itself, like the, the dance date, mm-hmm. differently from a date, to be honest. So like, they thought you were getting to a relationship with this person? Well, I, I feel like they, they don't see it as a date in that sense. They see it as a, oh, it's just a mutually ex- exclusive school event almost. You know, like, it's not even a date, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> I'm dead serious, and I don't know how it is outside of Utah culture, because it's the only culture I've known growing up in. Um, but I just, I do find it a little odd, you know? Anyways. Yeah. So, LDS dating. Dance dating. Dance dating. Provo culture. I love, I love Provo white people culture. It's oh the my best. goodness. Although we're both not white. So, because, <laughs> um, let's see. So, where, where are we going before this? Oh, okay. So, kiss, or, I, I had my first, did I have my first kiss? No, I didn't have my first kiss before I was 16. But I did date. Like, I had a girlfriend before I was 16. Interesting. Yeah, my parents didn't know. She was the she was the captain. Was she captain at the time? No, she was captain later. So we were both in the cross-country team together. Oh, nice. And, yeah, we, we dated. Um, I think I was in my sophomore year. She was in her freshman year. And we, we didn't even hold hands. We didn't kiss. We just cuddled on the bus on like cross country trips, and we called it like a relationship. It was it was so cute, but I still count it as a relationship. Yeah, I count it. Yeah, because if we have a formal breakup, we had a formal relationship, <laughs> and I didn't tell my parents about that because I, like I was rebellious, and they always told me about how like relationships like before your mission were bad. Right, that's Which another thing. I I don't agree with that statement wholly for some people that can't handle relationship for their mission absolutely don't not don't do that but for the people that can handle it i think sure yeah be in a relationship but those people that can handle a relationship are like very few mm, i agree with you and um kind of on the topic of missionary dating um i feel like pre-missionary dating? pre-missionary and post-missionary okay. dating here's the thing um I, I feel like a lot of people in relationships pre-mission um kind of have the expectation mm-hmm. that they'll be Break, breaking up. that well not really breaking up but they'll have the expectation that maybe they could last after and mm-hmm. frankly at least in my experience i only know of maybe a handful of couples like not when i say handful i mean like three figures yeah of couples that actually dated successfully after the mission so i feel like another misconception that we might want to address is um i guess anticipation for dating after the mission the mission with the same person that makes sense i think that is kind of the culture in LDS youth dating per se yeah um i mean i don't know there's just a lot of people in the world guys that's just how it is you're gonna meet somebody that you're gonna find attractive i mean i guess when when people that are low on the, on the dominance hierarchy if we want to get like all like psychology 
like into play here. Sure. And like they latch on to like the first like sign of success that they have because I mean, like, they they don't think they can get more. Exactly. And so like they'll latch on like oh there's some serotonin here let me just grab on and hang on for dear life because I this is the last serotonin I'll ever get. Yeah. And then like that people, oxytocin comes along. Yeah, and like with my my view of dating, like during the like pre-mission stage. Was I just wanted to like know how to handle a relationship? Oh, that's good. Because like I knew on a mission that I would have companions that I would, I would have to deal problems out with, and so I used relationships as like kind of like a learning, uh, a learning period, and I'm like I had fun. Right. Like I, I had fun, and it wasn't like we didn't do anything bad. Like we didn't have sex or anything. Like we kissed. I'm glad. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad too. Yeah. Um, I no, I, I totally agree with you. Um, at least for me, pre-missionary dating was the same way. Mm-hmm. In fact, me and my friends, we didn't really. It, it comes back to the ambiguity of what is a date. But like, we took out girls to you know sushi and did fun activities with them every week. We tried to make it a goal every week we do something with a different set of girls. Okay, and that's because we wanted to meet more people. And by the time senior year was ending, we knew everybody and we had good relationships with everybody. And that's what kind of. That, that's what we wanted, and we succeeded in that. Um, I didn't have any serious relationships. My friends did. Um, I, you know, I would have loved to have one. However, um, I, you know, used at least my situation to my advantage because I got to meet a lot of people. I got to see what I wanted in, um, you know, a relationship and what I didn't want in a relationship. And I think that's what you should do, pre-missionary at least. Post-missionary is a different story, but yeah, pre-missionary. Time to get be. married. Sure, sure, sure. Like, time to get married. And if you never had that um, discovery phase, I guess. You have a with, steep learning curve. Yeah, you have a steep learning curve. But, I mean, if you're in a place like BYU, there's so it's so dense with LDS, you know, singles and yeah. singles. It's, it's a pretty doable learning curve. That's true. I'm, I'm surprised you say that you enjoy... Like the like the Latter Day Saint like culture of dating is like you take a girl on a date and then some other time you take another girl on a date. I know I know a family back in my hometown, Bakersfield, California, that they wouldn't let their daughter go out on like two dates in a row with the same person. Really, they'd have to like space it out with another with another guy. Mm. And I'm like. I mean, like, I understand where they were going for that because they didn't want their daughter to get into a serious relationship. Right. Could she have handled a serious relationship? I have, I have no idea. Probably they're better judges than me on that, and she's probably a better judge than them on that. And, but I, I didn't like, so I, after I got, I wouldn't probably, three official, like, Latter-day Saint style dates. Mm. Like, where I asked a girl out on a date with, like, friends. And I only did that a couple times. I got into a relationship with a girl, and that completely like fell out of the window, like all the latter day saying like culture dating, and because it just didn't have like the same effect mm. for me. But then again, I did live in California. It was the world, right? The, <laughs> the great spacious building. Yeah, I lived. I lived in that building, and I mean, like probably the lower levels. I wasn't high up, but I, I didn't like after getting in like serious relationships, going on those dates because. They kind of felt meaningless to me because, I mean, I, I guess what you're saying is true that you can learn like what you want in a, in a girl from going on like dates. I guess I just took it a little bit further mm. and then I like getting like navigating the emotional like um, labyrinth that a relationship provides. Right. And like when I got out on a mission, like I could totally see like 
Like if I if I looked at an elder and I like saw how he like interacted with his companion like when they were like in the fight, I can tell who would have been in like a serious relationship. It's, it's really interesting. True, true. I totally understand that. Um, and I do agree that pre you know relationships are good because frankly our entire life and society is dominated by relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it doesn't have to be rom- romantic, but like the way that you interact with a romantic interest is you know similar you know, and there's a correlation with how you interact with other people around you mm-hmm. um, I do feel like relationships um, um, can be positive because you get to learn that social interaction those skills to successfully interact and re- and create and um, mend relationships with other people around you not just romantically um, so I yeah Elias culture the Elias youth dating culture at least is really I mean, it's hit or miss, depending on how you want to swing it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a positive thing, and it could be, you know, depending on your outlook, it could be a ne- negative thing. Really, it just depends on, I feel like, um, you know, positivity is the best way to go, because things aren't going to go your way um, a lot of times, and you're going to learn that in relationships, <laughs> yeah, um, to say the least. But, you know, having the best outlook on things and how they go, that's just what you got to do. Exactly. I have the for the strength of youth pulled up here. Okay. <laughs> On Google it says like ninety five percent of people like this book. <laughs> I wonder what the five percent is. Yeah, okay. I'm curious to know that. <laughs> um, and so it says because I think there's there's people out there that say you cannot like it's a sin to go out and get in a relationship mm. before your mission. Okay. I do not agree with that at all. Are you gonna tell me that out of all like the seventies, the twelve apostles that have ever been that none of them have ever been in a relationship in their high school life. No, a lot of them marry their high school sweethearts. And yeah, even exactly. Said that, you know, that's their introductions when they go speak. Hey, my high school sweetheart is like, you sinner! It's on the obituaries when you die, you know? Like, I mean, I don't think it's a sin. I think that's very, um, that's really narrow-minded to even think it's a sin. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're um, exceeding, you know, certain boundaries. relations, certain boundaries, then yeah, it's a sin, but only if you do those certain actions. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't think it's a sin. Yeah, because like, I think they're getting, because it says in like the strength of youth right here, it says avoid going on frequent dates with the same person. Okay. And I think, so my, my, my perspective on the for strength of youth, specifically this section, is they couldn't put into a like pamphlet all the details or all the explanations on how okay guys some of you are mature enough to handle a relationship a lot of you are not so we're just going to cover all the bases and just advise all of you uh, to not get into a serious relationship it says here developing serious relationships too early in life can limit the number of other people you meet and can perhaps lead to immorality which is like be mature about your decisions Um, like if you can't handle it yourself if you don't have a if, if you can't bridle your passions don't get in a relationship where you guys get close because it could right. get out of hand and i agree with that i mean i agree with everything they say right there and um like you said it doesn't you know some people are mature enough for those relationships it's mm-hmm. just how it is but they do have to cover the basis for everybody yeah it's you like know, it's, it's a page long it's more of a recommendation they even say that in for strength of youth yeah um that's you know and it is you know it's a recommendation from um, you know the first presidency to, to do all these things. However, I feel like if you do, if you don't do them, it's not like you're sinning. Whereas if you're breaking the law of chastity or yeah. wisdom or something, it's not like that. Yeah. 
And so, like, I guess, what are some of the other arguments that are against dating in the pre-missions? Like, okay, so one of the things in here it says, and that parents say too, is you won't meet as much people as you will if you if you went on dates with a lot of people. Right, and I do see that a lot actually because um, looking back on high school, the people who were in serious relationships for like longer than a year, long-term relationships, mm-hmm. they really did kind of cut themselves from the world. Yeah, I had friends true. who, once they got in a relationship, we thought, like, they, they were the ones that went to parties with us all the time, they were just having fun with us, and then the second they got in a relationship, it was, no, I have to be with her 24-7, yeah. you know, yeah. doing all this stuff. And part of that, I think, is immaturity, because you don't know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a way to have a relationship with somebody and still meet other people. Yeah. But I feel like at a young age, and like it's saying, we are not, like a lot of people, most of us, I certainly was not mature enough um, to go out and, you know, do that. And I feel like meeting people, like I said earlier, we just have to, we have to have good relationships with everybody around us. Yeah. If we want to thrive, at Definitely. least, um, in our society. Definitely. I mean, like, for my relationships, they, none of them ever spanned in more than six months. Right. So I, I still have the opportunity to have, like, a relationship. It wasn't serious as in, oh, we're going to get married. Uh-huh. But we were definitely exclusive to each other. Okay. And, like, I just knew the purpose of, like, what I was dating for. is like, to get experience, to, um, to learn about my, like, not only what I want in, like, a spouse, like, later on, but also what I need to change in myself. True and um, how to like handle conflict resolution, things like that. How to get girls to like me. <laughs> That's a I mean, one. that was a steep learning curve. I, I had to make all the mistakes that I could my freshman and sophomore year in high school. And like my junior and senior year, I, I pretty much had it down. That's good. Yeah, so, but I think like relationships, like during that time, if like, if you don't, if, if you don't know for certain that you can handle it, it you probably can't. True. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's very risky to get in a relationship if you don't think you can have it. But I loved it when my when my parents were telling me like you can't get in a relationship um, because I mean like it'll end up really bad. And she would, and I would say, well, like so and so has a girlfriend because I would use that because they would always compare me to so and so for some other attribute that they had, maybe yeah. like school or things like that, or they really they look really good in church or things like that. Okay. And then they'd be like. You can't compare yourself to them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. And one thing that my mom, my mom was a professor here at BYU in mm. marriage prep, actually. She oh, got wow. a master's degree in that. So my entire life, I've heard dating advice from her. And um, one of the big things she told me, I feel like it's more um, directed for me personally. Yeah. But, um, you know, she said, you know, relationships are great, but, you know, you're only good, like the best time to get a relationship is when you're ready to actually care about other people. Oh yeah, And definitely. frankly, at least me, I'm, I'm more of a selfish person and I, you know, it, it's taken me a while at least to start wanting mm-hmm. to care for other people. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that's one of the better advices that people could have given me about my mom. Or maybe it's because you haven't met the person that would make you care. True. That's the other thing is that, you know, do you believe in love at first sight? Do you? I believe in attraction and in like at first sight. Right. You know, um, no matter how analytical and log- logical I can be, I do feel like love at first sight is a thing, even though there really is no scientific basis for it. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like there is that one person some like out there that can make you, you know, that could completely flip your world over. For the better or the worst, or both. <laughs> yeah. But um, I agree with that, what you said. Yeah. You haven't found that one person yet. No. I mean, like, still searching, but I don't... I haven't either, it's okay. <laughs> well, I, I don't think we've said all we can 
on this subject, so we'll probably return to this in another episode. Because this is just part two. Who knows? Part three. This is just such a dense topic. This is because this is a part of like El- like Latter Day Saint culture, and this is a major part of it. And it's just a loaded. It's a loaded subject, so I don't think we can do it justice with one episode, even though it's almost reaching twenty minutes, which means we should probably stop this here. Well, thanks for listening to this super uber long conversation about our culture and our dating. It's really whack. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll continue this conversation on another episode. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Take care, guys.